Thank you. Welcome to Schmears the Deal. I'm Nick Feynman here with Jake Seawalk. Jake, where are we today? We're at the lovely Bergen Bagels. It really is lovely. Um, we are in. We're in Prospect Heights. Yep. Um, kind of very nice area. You live around here now. I right? just moved here. Congratulations last on the move. On to Bergen Street. You know what? I'll, I'm going to congratulate you on being done with the real estate market in New York City because it's the it worst, the thing, worst in the thing in the world. I know you're going through it right now. It's honestly terrible. Um, yeah, so awesome. yeah, this is now my local bagel shop, which it's I'm pretty cool. excited about. It's good, and I've I've been here before. So we're sitting, we're sitting. They have an extended counter. When you walk in, it's on the left. On the right is your normal counter, your normal, I guess, display window of different cream cheeses. Schmier bar, the schmear bar. Schmear bar is that actually what it's called, or did you just oh, make that up? It's not actually what it's called, but it, it could be, <laughs> it called, could be that. called that. And then they have a salad bar area, tons of bagels lining the back. This is, I, I, this is a great setup. I it's like this. Setup. It's yeah. Um, I will say if it gets really crowded, it might it not could be, be tough. Yeah, it might not be as streamlined as. Yeah, the last time I was here, the pro- so the thing is that the counter is right at the front, or the, and when I say counter, I mean cashier is right at the front, and so the line just kind of goes from there and just spills out uh-huh. imme- immediately, and then the back of the store isn't terribly full, <laughs> um, but it, the line does go all the way around the corner on a on a weekend day. Really, really popular place. You know, it's good. Is this the main? Are there many bagel stores in this area, or is this the? There are a few. There are like a few. any New York neighborhood. There right. are a couple. Of this is, I think, pretty widely considered to be the best one. Okay, and so we're we're here today. We have a couple, two different op- offerings. Pretty traditional for us. We have the bacon, egg, and cheese, which is really good. It's really good. What do you think of it? What do you? I think I feel like I can actually taste the egg. Right. Which is unusual. Sometimes and gets good. overridden. Yeah, and I really like that. I think the it's bagel, a really, really good. The bagel uh, here is a little doughier, not as crisp as some of the places we've been to. I still think very tasty. I think well seasoned. Yeah, it is very good. I will say you said um, you said before we started recording that there's a hint of almost like a pretzel taste to it. Is it I can't tell where that's coming from though. Is it coming from the egg or is it coming from the the bagel itself? I, I think can't. it's coming from the bagel itself. I think so too. It's good. And it is good. So. That's pretty much it. I mean, we're we, we haven't dug it. We haven't dug into the salmon yet, so we'll get to that in a little bit. Well, that's pretty much yeah. So basically, um, we don't have an interview this week. We just wanted, I guess, to catch up for those of you who are listening now. You know, but we are releasing our episodes on Mondays now, yeah. which is kind of interesting, and we wanted to give people a start the start of their week with Schmears the Deal is the hope. And then you can find our extra sm- segments the following. Um, on uh, or on the Thursdays, we have our uh, our Game of Thrones recaps coming out on Thursdays, Correct. and where we we're recapping for Game of Thrones fans, we are huge fans. We know a lot of our listeners are as well, and so on this week's show, we're going to break down the bagels a little more. We're going to talk about the smoked salmon and a little bit more about Bergen bagels. Then we're going to move on to our recurring segment, Mention Schmuck of the Week. We're going to talk a little bit about a guy who had a really tough NFL draft and just talk about the NFL draft as well. As yeah, well. Just a, t- a tough couple days. Uh, Jake's boy, Ezekiel Elliott, got got drafted, which is pretty cool. Fourth pick. And now he's a Cowboys fan, which means I might have to kill him as a Redskins fan. That's a whole other separate thing. Then we're going to break down politics. He has no response yet. At some point, we'll have a Redskins versus Cowboys debate. Honestly, it's not even a debate. I don't, I'm not a Cowboys fan. I'm a Zeke Elliott fan. So is that girl in Chicago, by the way, apparently. Yeah. I mean, I just the only reason why I root for the Cowboys is because I want him to do well. That's fair. That's fair. And then we're going 
we're going to break down sort of what's going on in politics. We've come to a long, the end of a, what seemingly was a very long slog of not knowing exactly what was going to happen. It's pretty obvious what's going to happen. Now we're going to break down what, what's coming next and what it's we sin- sort of think. Sincerely comical. The whole thing is ridiculous. And then we'll have our final toast and we'll get out of here. So, Jake, you want to dig into the smoked salmon and we can... Yeah, we'll give me a second. I have down. to put down the mic. <laughs> so, Jake, we run into this problem often here that the bagels are very, at most places we go, are so nicely wrapped that we sort of... is it, He's making a good face. What are, you, what are your thoughts? Mm. Yo, good? try that. Good. Bring it down. What do you think? Give me a little breakdown of it. First off, this is the first time I... Ha- the last, last two times I've been here... All I've had is bacon, egg, and cheese. I haven't had the salmon yet. First thought is, great to know I have a good local shop that has a good bagel. That's the first thing that goes to my head is a wash of relief. And then... That's I, very good. I think about the... So, the fish, I was talking to Raj earlier. Raj, the manager. So, two things thank, about Raj. By the way, big thank you to Raj for Raj is great. Today. Raj hooked us up with food. He us up with a spot to sit. More than accommodating time-wise. Um, Absolutely. Raj, is, Raj doesn't like cold food. And so Raj has never had cream cheese or smoked salmon. Um, and they, they get their salmon from Banner, not from Acme. Okay. Um, but I actually think it's got a, a really nice, it's slightly less sweet, I think. You know what this bagel, this one reminds me of specifically, this sandwich? H&H? H&H and Pick a Bagel. Yeah. Which, by the way, I'm still getting Agreed. ripped on for saying I like Pick a Bagel. You know what? I'll, my response is just go just there. Just go try it. Yeah, just go still, try it. It happened twice this week. Someone was like, oh, I could just go to pick a bagel. You like it, right? And I was like, dude, it's good. Go there and it's good and you'll like the bagel. This is a very good bagel. It's, but a, it's it, a but solid bagel. it fits bagel. into those modes where it's a little bit thicker. Right. It's it's, it's, it's sincerely a different, a slightly different style, right? Mm-hmm. It's like a kind of bigger, thicker, chewier, heartier Well, it's more traditional. Sandwich. We found that like places like Tompkins Square Bagels... Um, which is a big friend of the show. Um, thank you guys for having us so many times. That they have sort of changed the way they cook the bagel to make it a little crispier. These are maybe more traditional, like a more traditional what people think of as a doughier, doughier bagel in general, which mm-hmm. is pretty interesting. So that fits into the H and H pick a bagel mold. I completely sort of agree with you. And Barney Greengrass a little bit, by the way. Barney Greengrass, they're also this this style. Yeah, which is still our number one bagel, by the way. Still for our number listeners one bagel. out there. Um, I, I do really like the fish, by the way. I think Banner mm-hmm. did a really good job with this fish. I, I, I'm very pleasantly surprised. You know, it's I'm, a little I'm, less I'm, fishy than some of the other fish. We I'm frequently have. slightly hesitant when it's not an an Acme fish. Um, and I was saying, Raj, they used to use. I think Acme, that's fair. And they but switched. We're fans of they both. switched over to Banner, and it's it's a, it's really a ta- it's a tasty sandwich. All right, it's pretty good. So. We're going to finish up these bagels, drink a little more of this coffee, and we'll come back with Mention Schmuck of the Week in our breakdown of the NFL draft, including maybe the endless Schmuck of the Week, Larry Tunsil. This is Schmears the Deal. Guess what, Martin Luther King? I had a f***ing dream, too. <laughs> I had a dream that I was in my living room. It wasn't my living room, but it was like playing my living room in the dream. And I walk through to the backyard, and there's a pool. And as I'm diving in, there's a shark coming up from the water with braces. So maybe you're not so f***ing special. (laughs) 
Welcome back to Schmear's the Deal. I'm yes, Jake. Sir. He's Nick. I am. We're at Bergen Bagels on Bergen in Prospect Heights in Brooklyn. Uh, so I'm looking into their, I guess you called it Schmear container? Schmear bar. Schmear bar. They have some crazy, they have a jalapeno tuna salad going so on. So that was, that was, Raj really likes all of the fish. And okay. I think that there's, there's, a, there's no, it's not a coincidence that they have a lot of different well, you um, have the jalapeno chicken salad. You got the locale tuna. There's just a lot of stuff. And a lot of on. chickens. Oh, there's a crab cake too. Wow. Yeah, a lot of stuff here. It's almost like a. You have one. The first, the right half is almost a schmear bar, and then the left half is almost like a bodega. Yeah, traditional bodega. They uh, have bodega goods. Everything. Okay, so let's kind of interesting. Actually, let's, uh, they have all of this over here. Well, yeah, it's like they have like a, then like a cold salad bar, off to the left. But it looks much cleaner and nicer than your traditional. Bodega or salad bar. Yeah, it looks like a place that actually does well. There's Raj. What's up, Raj? How you doing? He's uh, very nice for having us here today. So uh, let's let's go into a recurring segment. This is Mention Schmuck of the Week. Let's. I think a mint is like a superhero. Those were the days when I was just a poor schmuck. They're looking at him like, what a schmuck. All right. Thank you, Donald. Don, he's had a good week. We'll talk about that next segment. He has had a good week. Um, Jake, you have Mensch. Who you got? I do have Mensch. I also have a mouthful of food. <laughs> um, my Mensch is the entire country of Poland. Really? So there was a rabies problem stemming from foxes <laughs> in Poland. And Didn't you have a schmuck similar to this? Wait, finish the Mensch, but then... I had the, was the the dodo bird? No, it was uh, the country that had a snake problem, or like had a rat problem, then released snakes. Oh, yeah, but then this one worked well. This one worked, the Poland. So Poland airdropped some v- vaccinated frozen chicken heads into the woods so that the foxes that had rabies would eat them and be cured. <laughs> and it worked? And it worked. That's insane. Wild, right? I feel like that's something... I'm also relatively sure it happened in the mid... To late 1940s, <laughs> <laughs> but it still worked. Never, never too late. Never <laughs> too late to give them a shout. <laughs> All right, my. Yo, sh- I'm just bringing it back a solid 80 years for my for my mensch. My, uh, that's fine. That's I, fine. I mean, there's I still a mensch. There's still a mensch. Uh, your schmuck, uh, Raj is leaving. Thank you so much, Raj. Hey, thanks, man. So my schmuck is a little. I get, he's universally viewed right now as a schmuck. I would say it's pretty. It's the obvious choice for us. It's Laramie, or a baller. Laramie Tunsil. He uh, was drafted by the Miami Dolphins on Thursday night. He at one point it looked like he was going to be the number one pick. Exactly. So that didn't have he. So ten minutes before the draft, a ridiculous video of him came out with a gas mask on, smoking attached to a, a bong. bong, and just just getting super high. And like the fir- at first when I saw it, it had already been taken down. He immediately deleted his Twitter. Someone else, not him, the leaked it. because he was like, stuff like that, hap- when that happens, photos or screen grabs are right. immediately taken. So right. it's so, blasted But out. so I saw a screen grab because I got I saw it like 12 right. minutes later. And I was like, oh, how can they tell that's him? Then I went and watched the video <laughs> and it's just, he takes it off. He takes off the gas mask and it's just, just obviously him. him. Like yeah. having a great time and just high as a kite. So that, everyone's like, oh no. You know, and, and the thing is in the NFL these days, there's so many people that are connected to weed, and weed is becoming such a more okay thing in this country. It wasn't that big of a deal. It was the bigger deal, according to the GMs and people that talked about it afterwards, was they weren't sure what the hell else was going to come out. 
Well, if, they, if they drafted him, and stay then. tuned. Stay tuned. So then the Dolphins, he <laughs> slipped. He could have. He was going to be drafted, they say, by the Ravens at pick six. He dropped to 13. As soon as he gets drafted by the Dolphins, someone leaks, or whoever it was, put out these screenshot text messages on his Instagram. Which, by the way, if this happens to you, don't you delete all social media accounts or you pay someone to, hey, here's $1,000. Go delete everything on there me. There are fun. companies that will clean up your online reputation, like not reputation, but your online image. That's a, that's a real thing. So these screenshots come out of <laughs> Laramie Tunsil texting a Ole Miss coach asking for rent money, which is just a blatant violation of NCAA rules. And then... And then at the press conference, but tell us could, what happened, but, but Nick. they could have been faked. They could have been faked. You know, I every every second here, I gave him the benefit of the doubt for whatever reason. I was like, you know, it could have been faked. This is so ridiculous. He then... <laughs> <laughs> then goes up for a press conference and just admits to taking money from Ole Miss. We asked him a question, and his, like, his answer was, yeah, that happened. <laughs> no, first he denied it, and then he was like, yeah, that happened. Anyway, Ole Miss is screwed now. Ole Miss is screwed. He looks like an idiot. What a schmuck. What a schmuck. I mean, if you have, if you have millions of dollars riding on yourself, you can pay someone to clean up your Instagram accounts. You can – and there, there are other – we'll – but, like, he needs a PR person. I hope he's hired someone at this point. He's been dodging press interviews. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah. Well, he got dragged off of a, out of a press conference the other day. Right. But that wasn't his, like, he doesn't, like, have a PR person. That was just someone. Anyway, people speculated that it was his, he's in a legal battle with his father-in-law. He has, you know, who are these other people that are trying to screw him over? They actually, um, it came out a little before our show that, it was a former financial advisor. The Dolphins think that it was a former financial advisor that he cut out of the picture and he leaked these things as like a Ooh. punishing thing. The other thing is the Dolphins also said, which is just an interesting part, and then we'll talk about it a little more in depth. The Dolphins also said they knew about that video before the draft, which is uh, wild. I think probably also. You think that's bull? Bull. Yeah, I mean, I think I, it's like, well, we knew about his character. We just think he's a good football. He's a good player. Well, they might have gotten a steal of him at thirteen. He could they be the best have. player in the draft, but or also he could you just go off the rails. Exactly. Here's the thing: is that it's very rare that you see someone in NFL that's an actor, actress, musician, etc., that you can kind of view their career or life kind of going off the rails a little bit. Yeah, you can. It's see very it. rare that they turn it around themselves. It happens, but it's rare. Well, yeah, I mean, Johnny Manziel is a perfect example. He had the he had, uh, you know, he was out of work in the road, and he, he has took everything in, at his disposal. And they just—that's just their predisposition. Quick side note: Did you see what he was doing during the draft? Watching at a bar at a bar where he bought three hundred fireball shots for the people watching. What a legend! And I think like six beers. I don't understand that order, but that's a whole. But he, but that is the he, ratio of fireball shots to beers seems is wildly very, off. It seems questionable. <laughs> like I don't know what clientele. <laughs> Anyway, he, Laramie Tunsil, though, he's someone that it seems could, is at the crossroads Manziel was just two years ago. He could, you know, go off the rails. He has a ton of money now. He could just party like crazy, or he could you try know to who, turn the, this around. The only person I've seen, like, really turn around that I can remember is Vaughn Miller. Vaughn had some troubles, he and did boy, did he trouble. turn it around. I mean, he's like, he's a... Well, are you talking just turn it around by themselves? Because Des Bryant turned it around, but it was the ju- the Cowboys true. hired an true, true. army to go out. But he has like see, four people that go around. Is that if you are someone that has that kind of wealth at your d- at your disposal? This why is what my mom always said. Why wouldn't you pay for all of that? Right, or like th- that's why I personally n- I know 
there are other issues with this, but NFL players that get DUIs, why do you not just hire someone to and drive you at all to times? talk or about an Uber? Just you to can pay for an Uber anywhere. Just to throw a shout out to Zeke. Well, that is so true. Throw a shout out to Zeke. Well, let's talk about this real quick. Your, your boy, your boy Zeke Elliott from Burroughs got drafted. why he's going to be so good. Okay. He so he well, let's. He went to Burroughs, then he went to Ohio State, JBS, was a big star. Went to Ohio State. Big star, and then was drafted fourth by the, fourth Cowboys, by the in, Cowboys in a big pick. I mean, they, he wasn't expected to go till 10, right? So it was a big jump for him. He knew. I think that, I mean, like, like it was a surprise, but also, like, is it that much of a surprise that the Cowboys took him? No, it's it wasn't. It's a Cowboys right. kind of pick. It's a Cowboys kind of pick. Um, Which doesn't bode well him, for him, Is by that the way. he has, A, the work ethic. B, he is a very, very, very sharp kid. Very smart. And C, he has all of the physical intangibles. All the physical intangibles. And that is the kind of recipe that – and you put that all together with a great offensive line in Dallas, and that is a recipe for success. But what's interesting about the NFL is you, you can't – it's impossible to predict. Well, it is. You're totally injuries right. or other things. You look you at someone like know. Trent Richardson – Trent Richardson, right. by all accounts, was in the perfect was, was in the perfect exactly. situation, and well, he wasn't he wasn't Cleveland, <laughs> which is like a <laughs> just tough. black hole of a it's, sports town. I feel like waking up and going to work in Cleveland is getting punched in the face continuously. But you look at someone like uh, what was it, Ronnie Ronnie Hillman? No, he was one of the two Cadillac Williams and Ronnie. Oh, uh, the other Auburn running back. Yeah. Oh, we'll, we'll get back. But we'll they were both drafted, what, like three and four right. overall, and neither of them really panned out. They were both in good situations. Um, so Well, injuries play a factor. Right. You, Luck, can, you get really banged up in, as a running back. If maybe someone else has, like, an amazing year that's another running You know, there, there are other, there are other right. things. There are. But, but it if seems he's fortunate with all of that stuff, I think that he has the potential to be one of the greats. But isn't that what you're looking for in a top five pick? I mean, I know Tunsil wasn't until 13, but you're looking for someone who has every single intangible that, that and that's could what be Zeke amazing. has. Right. And so I really do, think that. And so do the two quarterbacks that were taken on top of the draft. And so, I mean, the, they do. I would, I would hate on that Jared Goff pick. Well, uh, the Rams are going to be good this year, whether or, not you ha- whether or not you they hate They lost them. their whole defense. That was the good part of the team. They all were free agents. They all were picked up by other teams. They were not all picked up by other teams. Their whole secondary is – I'd say 50% of their secondary is gone. They, have, they still have the defensive linemen. They should have signed Josh Norman gone. like my skins when they had a chance. Anyway, back to Laramie Tunsil. Where does, so the question is where he goes from here. I was, I was just amazed. I've never seen a figure crash – I've never seen anyone in the public eye crash and burn in the same way – it happened. It was amazing. Very rapidly. I, I, I mean, it was some of the best television I've seen in a long time. I was, like, freaking out. That's what, in an almost kind of depressing way, what Roger Goodell said. I don't know if you saw the interview with Roger Goodell. It did was you, really depressing. Did and you then see, did, but did you see Goodell? So when Tunsil gets drafted at 13, Goodell puts his arm around him for that cheesy picture he does with everyone, and you see him mouth, so is it you in that picture? And Tunsil just responds, nah, man, that's not me. <laughs> it, was, it was just all played into this, like, Roger Goodell, in an interview afterwards, commented about how good of TV it made and how exciting it was. Well, that's good. And the president of the NFLPA, the NFL Players Association, probably came out and ripped him. Ripped him. He was yeah. like, "All you do is care about TV ratings. Of you course. don't care about the players." Well, actually, themselves. all he cares about is revenue. I mean, there's a reason why he well, hasn't right, been TV fired. Equals revenue. Well, but there's a reason why he hasn't been fired because of he's, he's making had, the owners a lot of money. He makes them so much money and so much more money than Tagliabue before him did. Right. Uh, well, speaking of money, Tunsil, I don't know if you saw this, lost $7 million guaranteed 
at a minimum. It's really, really an expensive thing that happened to him. Yeah. I mean, the financial advisor, if that is truly who leaked that stuff. Knows his money. <laughs> he knew, knew what happened. I mean, it was just, and it was so late. It wasn't like a day before where he could come out and explain you know what? And it. You know it what? Was if it really was from high school, it doesn't deserve that. That's a huge loss yeah. that he took from a mistake that he made a long time ago. Well, and that's the thing that sort of, and we were talking about before, there was some girl like released Snapchats of Zeke Elliott after it's a lot in different, Chicago. Though. It's a lot different, but it's the same. It's like with the social media world today, with these players you with as much smarter. wealth as they do, as they have, and the lifestyle they want to live, it's tough. And that's it why it's going to be so hard for Larry Tunsil to not buy into a lot of those things that get him put in that direction. I, I, I really agree. Do you pr- what do you predict for him? I actually I think he's I think he's going to turn it around. And here's why. He, I, he's a, he is a very very solid football player. But he, oh, he's he, but skills alone, skills aside, I think that uh, so as you know I played D3 football at WashU. What? what? This is, there's a place this is going with this, not just uh, singing my own praises because I wasn't that good there. Uh, one of our assistant coaches played in the NFL, and uh, he will not be named, but he went on a whole rant about how literally every single player in the NFL smokes weed. That's what he says. That's he has. He's closer to the situation than I am, but they all just know when the drug tests are and are able to get around it. If that's true, then he's stepping into a situation where everyone else is also doing this, and which I believe – a large amount of the league does doesn't surprise me. It do, but okay, so then someone then if I were the Dolphins, I would I would do what they did with Des Bryant. I would hire right. the whole crew. Right, hey, right, right. here's here's your driver. Here are two bodyguards. They're going to be with you at all times, and you're going to earn earn the money. We've I we've agree. I I mainly predict success for him because of how old all the incidents are. First off, I will never I will never blame a kid for taking money. In, in college. Oh, we haven't even talked about that. That's yeah. not, but that's, I will that never scores over Ole Miss. And, but, right. but Ole Miss was already, was already in trouble for giving him improper and benefits you know, already. And I will never blame the kids for that. They're 20-year-old they're 20 kids that don't, ha- they don't have any money. No, me either. I mean, and we, well, we haven't I even talked bl- about that as yeah, like a possibility. I don't, I don't blame them at all for that. And the, and the other you know incident you know what the was, one quote 17 years old. But about the, uh, about the money in NCAA sports, the one quote that was really... Jalen Rose, the one that always really stuck He's out. He's a very him. sharp dude. In the 30 for 30 on – so Michigan was blacklisted after their whole team right. did uh, – because they took benefits. Right. And he told this story about going walking past – having no money for food and walking past the school gift store and not being able to afford his own jersey. Like not having enough liquidity to I will, buy his own yeah, jersey. It, it's really – I will li- never in a million years blame a college kid – for taking money. No, me either. And I and I there were already questions about Ole Miss doing that. But what you do question with Tunsil, separate of the weed, separate it's just the people he surrounds himself right. with if he got I into comple- bed I with think, someone I who's think, trying to I completely agree with you. And I think that's what held a lot of the teams back. That's the Ravens won't talk about it specifically, but that was sort of the inside information. They supposedly they, No, they said that it was like on ESPN this morning that they that they passed him because of the video that was released. And they took him off their board. Right. There wasn't a they point. They took him off which the board. To me, is stupid. Like I was hoping he would fall to the Redskins. Yeah. Frankly, at twenty three. Yeah. Didn't, but but you look at a team like the Patriots, a team built on success. They're just they just draft sh- smart people. Yeah, and people that don't cause problems. Right. That they exactly. don't have to spend money and worry about and. So okay, all right. We'll wrap it up. Uh, we're gonna talk about politics. Get to some politics. And some politics. Uh, good luck to Zeke Elliott. I rarely say that Thanks, about a man. Cowboys draft pick. I'm pretty excited for him. I'm pretty excited to go watch him play at at, uh, 
at uh, is it Meadowlands now? What is it called? The Cowboy Stadium? No, in New York. When it oh, yeah, yeah, comes to play the Giants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Meadowlands. I'm excited to go to that That'll game. That'll be fun. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, we'll be back. This is Schmier's Deal. I like rice. Rice is great when you're hungry and you want 2,000 of something. <laughs> all right. All right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My mom loves those applause breaks. <laughs> refried beans. I like refried beans. That's why I want to try fried beans, because maybe they're just as good and we're, we're wasting time. I went to a... I went to a pizzeria, I ordered a slice of pizza. The dude gave me the smallest slice possible. If the pizza was a pie chart for what people would do if they found a million dollars, this dude gave me the donate to charity slice. <laughs> I would like to exchange this for the keep it. Welcome back to Schmears the Deal. Welcome back, everyone. I'm Nick Feynman. He's Jake Seawalk. I am. We're on the dessert course. Ooh. Ooh. We just met some very nice patrons who are going to check out the podcast. They're, hey, they're standing in line. They were asking about eggs. I'm glad they're getting the bacon, egg, and cheese. It's a good sandwich. It's good. They'll enjoy it. So I really think it was one of the better bacon, egg, and cheeses we've had. To me, you know, to me, they're all pretty standard. It's not something that makes me... I don't, I don't love them. I don't... That's not... Interesting. Yeah, you, when when I order, it's almost always bacon, egg, and cheese. I order, I try to order something crazy. Right. I, I asked Raj what his favorite bagel was, and he said it was tuna, and I wasn't going to yeah, get Yeah, thank tuna. you for not doing that. Yeah. Although I do want to try the jalapeno tuna just because it's... We regularly go with whatever the owner or manager's favorite bagel is in addition or, to our standard. Or what they say the most popular is. Right. Um, but he said the most popular was either the bacon, egg, and cheese or the salmon and scallion, so... It's true. All right. Now, what do you think of the black and white cookie? That's what we're digging it into is, right now. It's really sweet, but it's very good. I'm done with my half, so that's my answer. I've taken you. one bite. You really wolfed that down. It was really good. I do love... I got some more coffee. Coffee and a black and white cookie is honestly... Well, it's a sweet sort of bitter combo you got going. Sometimes I forget how good sweet things taste with coffee. So we'll, we're, we need to break... We need to talk about umami as a flavor, which is a combination of different flavors bringing something else forward. So Should we we'll talk about that on a future segment? Yeah, a that's future let's segment? do that as a future breakdown segment because it's, it's really, really it interesting. Is, it is very interesting. And it's what sort of the reason why people like bagels and locks, the sweet, salty, Maybe we creamy. can uh, have an expert with us to yeah, we the, can try to do that segment. Yeah, we'll work on that. But uh, our third segment today is a little different. It's on uh, politics. Which is a quick... Slightly different than umami. Quick uh, <laughs> quick joke for you. One of my favorite Robin Williams jokes, if you will last, rest in peace, is uh, politics is a very very simple to break down. Poly, as in many, and ticks, as in blood-sucking creatures. <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorites. Shout out, shout out to Robin Williams. I'm sure he's having a blast wherever he is right now. I love that man. Me too. To uh, gone well, too I soon. somber. Yeah, I know. I'm all like, right. Yeah. All Let's right. talk well, about something a little bit more lighthearted. This, uh, this election wild cycle. election cycle. <laughs> so segue. Nick and I were talking about this the other day, and there's been kind of the same tired approach to it. It's very analytical, very broken down, oh, and we view it like as more of a like a com a comical. Well, I was gonna say I was gonna say we try to view it as more of the big picture thing. I mean, I right. Think well, I, that's get, that's what get I so caught up in the minutia of it. It's like they're banging their heads against the wall right. every and day. I, and I completely we we really see eye to eye on this because like if you look at this race 
day by day, it nothing changes really. I mean, nothing has uh-uh. really changed that much. They're, they're Zero. Donald Trump is still the front runner. Hillary Clinton is still the front runner. Right. Nothing has changed. So now it just looks like they have wrapped it up for the right. mo- for the most part. Trump has eighty percent. He's eighty percent of the way to the delegates he needs in order to something funky still could go down at the convention. But, but I would. But, I didn't really want to get into that. I mean, even the open convention thing, delegates are now that had pledged to Cruz are now backing off. Cruz looks like a complete jlub for naming uh, Carly Fiorina. Carly Fiorina. His, did you did you hear Carly Fiorina singing? At you'd think that. Do, do you know what I'm talking about? She sang. She when she was announced, she burst into song. Wait, we're gonna play a clip, quick clip for people that haven't heard it now. I know two girls that I just adore. I'm so happy I can see them more. Cause we travel on the bus all day. We get to play. All right. Anyway, that was an incredibly You'd embarrassing think moment. That for her. the Repub- Republicans, or really just people in general, would have learned something from when John McCain nominated Sarah Palin. No, no learning. Well, it also—it's not even time to nominate people. What are you doing, Cruz? You can't win. You don't nominate you anyone can't who's just like nominate exciting. goofballs just for the sake of like oh bringing in a different demographic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That anyway it doesn't work. It, that was embarrassing. So Trump, Trump is uh, steaming for. Basically, he's he's a. He's steamrolling. He the is cruising for ah, a bruising. Ah, nice. You see what I did there? Yeah, it's I true. I made a and, pun. And Hillary's lead is all but insurmountable. I mean, Bernie gave a speech today basically saying we can still overcome it, but he fired 250 people from his staff. This is, the, it's, ra- it's wrapping up. It's so. wrapping. It's, for, I think it's wrapped up. Now, let's talk about. So we're going to talk about some of the bigger points what, and also what's, ne- what's next. What do you think the most interesting part of the cycle has been i think to me the most interesting part has been uh trump's already attempted change to be more mainstream and i think that's what you're gonna see you have you have trump originally coming out saying all these inflammatory things getting which got him free me- media coverage right. all, now he has rob manafort he has a serious campaign manager he gave a foreign policy speech rob manfred Ma- manafort not Paul, the, Man- Paul Manafort, not the sorry. Commissioner no, of no, 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 Major no. League Baseball. Paul Manafort, sorry, I misspoke. No, not the Commissioner of Major League Baseball. Um, but he, but he is similar to the Commissioner of Major League Baseball. He's a stuffy kind of white dude, establishment white dude. He uh, has him reading from teleprompters. He has him basically turning back towards what is a, bit a main politician ideal. That is not that is what exactly what Trump was railing against eventually. So. What I've found the most interesting in this whole process is how Trump basically hacked the system to get all these views yeah. and then has immediately turned it around as if and as expecting no one to remember any of those things, which well, they won't. What Because Amer- America has the shortest tension span on the planet. We are basically a country of goldfish. Yeah, and he completely he ran his campaign based on that. Goldfish have, for those who don't know, they... It's like four seconds? Or yeah, something? a four-second <laughs> memory. <laughs> it's like... Uh, Oh, it's uh, in the movie Fifty First Dates. There's Ten Second Ted. That is an extreme. Ro- it, there, I remember. Yeah, it's and a great movie, actually. It's a hilarious scene where they're in the like mental facility, and he just introduces himself, and then ten, ten seconds later, he introduces himself again. Right. That's basically what America is. <laughs> it's like it's like he can say whatever he he said whatever he wanted two months ago, and now he's getting more serious, and people just forget about it. So, so for me, the most interesting. So thing to me, to me, that's been very interesting. The Democrats have been bo- boring the whole time. To What's me. been the most interesting for me is to honestly watch other people's reactions to it. Yeah, um, the w- yeah. 
people have been yeah, reacting yeah, 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 right. in such funky ways. I think to both sides. To mm-hmm. on Bernie's side, they're so passionate. To on Trump's side, it's like no one gets it. <laughs> <laughs> no one gets it. It's honestly infuriating to watch. Um, well, what do you mean by that? Break that down a little more. Like. Everyone on the Democratic side wants to rip each other's throats out. Right, right, right. Oh, although they're playing nice. Oh, like this is my good friend. Oh, we're not no, going to no, insult I each mean other. The, not oh, the, the politicians. The, the I, I mean, I mean uh, people, population, yeah, 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 yeah. are at each other's throats. Yeah. Um, and it makes negative sense. <laughs> and you see the same thing. You see it on the Democratic side. You see it on the Republican side. And it makes Zero sense to I me. Mean, you saw you're with all, the Trump you're on the same team. You're on the same team. You saw with the Trump protests the other day, although they're not on the same team. There's there is a lot of anger in this. In this, uh, do you think cycle. that America is due for more than a two party system? Yes, because that's what it. That's yeah. honestly what's been the most clear thing to me throughout this well, throughout this cycle. It is due for it in mentality. It's not due for it in the setup of the rules. Agreed. So, totally. Totally. Uh, agreed. So I mean, I think I think Michael Bloomberg would be running as a third party candidate. If the problem is he, it, just the way it take votes. The electoral away from, college exactly is, just, is so geared towards those two parties. But yes, I do. I think I think on both sides you have. You actually have what is somewhere close to four parties forming. You have I think that that's been my biggest right. takeaway. You have the extreme right, and you have like the more moderate, and then you have the more moderate on the left, and then the extreme left. And it's they are like you said, they're at each other's throats. The Bernie people and the Hillary people hate each other, and there's no guarantee Bernie is going to endorse Hillary. By the way, I mean you think he would. He said he would, but he said he's hinted he would. But he what he wants is a place at the table to help make decisions. And I don't know if he's going to get. What do you that. think is next for Bernie? That's the question. I mean, he. What does he? You know, get? What, you know what he would be. He would be a great professor. Sure, but that's not great what. Professor. That's not a job Hillary's like had. That's not a job he wants right now. I know, but he'd be a dope. Professor. Well, he looks like a professor. I know that's part of it. <laughs> part of it. That's he, my favorite. My favorite part um, of the whole. One of my favorite parts of the election cycle was when Larry David Larry did his Bernie impression. He was like, "I hold my bags all loose like like a <laughs> professor." <laughs> well, actually, let's play a clip from that right now. Here's. Bernie Sanders on Saturday Night Live. I'm the only candidate up here who's not a billionaire. I don't have a super pack. I don't even have a backpack. <laughs> I carry my stuff around loose in my arms like a professor, you know, between classes. I own one pair of underwear. That's it. Some of these billionaires, they got three, four pairs. And I don't have a dryer. I have to put my clothes on the radiator. So who do you want as president? One of these Washington insiders or a guy who has one pair of clean underwear that he drives on a radiator? I love Larry David, man. He's... I love LD, baby. He's so good. Uh, yeah, it's been it's been interesting. So the things so the question is as as that third party question sort of comes about. What happens at the conventions? Does Bernie help Hillary as much as he could, with either both with his mailing list and his donor list, and also with endorsing her and hopefully giving some of his incredibly passionate followers? Are to you allowed her? to just give your mailing list away? Yes, that's wild. <laughs> that's the that's the whole part of politics. I mean, that's why. Right. But that's why. That's why endorsements like tangibly matter. Well, no, but it's also why the parties are so powerful because they have these huge right. databases of information and voter records and all this stuff that if you don't play get ball with them, that they won't give to you. I mean, that was the whole question originally with Trump. Were they was the RNC Republican National Committee going to help him? Not with money. He doesn't need money, but with 
the donor lists and with voter information. So basically, a really interesting trend right now in the tech world is there's a combination of tech and politics coming together to help with voting. And what that's doing is it's optimizing data for the first time. The first people to do that really was the Obama administration with David Plouffe. But now, on both sides, people are doing it. And it's not just... what. It's not just, you know, the big campaign rallies. It's a lot more of, even though that's still important, it's a lot more of getting out to vote, people on the ground, voter outreach than it ever has been. And that's that also has been a part of this election cycle. That's the only re- that's basically the only reason why Cruz has stuck around, because his ground game has been so amazing. What a remarkable individual. <laughs> Speaking of Ted Cruz, there's a question I have written down for you. Have you ever seen anyone more hated than that man? He's like the most hated person of all time. It's insane. Boehner called him Satan in the... John, I love John Boehner. <laughs> John, John Boehner is awesome. Well, he's just having a good time. At this point, he's just having... He just doesn't... Did you see the video from the correspondence? I did. Center? It I is did. so funny. And so basically, it was Obama and, and John Boehner just and hanging out. some other girl. <laughs> well, in the DMV person. Yeah, uh, but Boehner, Boehner at this point had... He was basically ripped on for years by the Tea Party, and now that the Tea Party's sort of in control, he's just laughing at the chaos Yeah. That, it's ensuing. honestly just been a really surreal thing to watch. You, there's just no one is really that well liked, and there's no passion for like for Hillary, for example. There's no passion for her like there is for Bernie. I really think the most fascinating thing about it has not even been the actual politics itself. It's been watching the people's reaction to it. Yeah, I agree. It's with been that. really. Are you talking about the people, all the followers, or just all over the, pl- just in general, everyone? Everyone around the world, even. I mean, even it's really been a stunning yeah. reaction to it, and that's what has been has taken me aback the most. Yeah, I mean, I I rarely bring this up, but working for CBS, we did an amazing yeah, story did. on, um, what people thought of Trump in China, and it was awesome. I recommend people looking. They were just our correspondent hold up a picture. What do you think of this guy? And they. The world has such a skewed view of him, as do many Americans. What was the reaction? That he's just an idiot. Like, there's yeah. no way he could possibly be a real thing. He could very well be president. Yeah. And no one. And th- anyone who says he couldn't be is not looking at what, is, at what has been going yeah. on for the last and little it's, while. Um, w- watching people is really an insane thing. And it's going to be interesting in the, as this continues, what happens with the protesters that are going after Trump to those... Does that get? Then you're going to have people protesting the president yeah. if he wins. So he that's that's wild. So that's part one and part two. What happens? The other thing to sort of keep an eye on is what happens with the Hillary stuff with the Benghazi committee because they're they're set to release their report in July, exact right in time for the convention, which they from the beginning they were claiming it wasn't going to be a partisan thing. That is a partisan move to plan to release it directly the email server, all the email server information. What happens with that? It's so become th- a game, man. It's all become. It's a, always been a game, I know. but but it's Oops, a. You're paying attention to it more, and b. It's the most. Yeah. It, people are most at each other's throats. They've been in. But it should a, a very a long time, and that's what's honestly frustrating about it. It's no one has the country's best interest in mind. Well, I think it, no you, one. You could, zero of the candidates. You do. could make a very strong argument: the idea that we have gone back to a gilded age, that the government is so tied up, it's almost doesn't almost completely pointless, and the people who are really affecting change on the country are the really rich who are like Bill Gates yeah. in the same way that you know Andrew Carnegie used his money to finance parks in Pittsburgh and a school. People are starting to do that more and more, it's and it's a really interesting and scary possibility. Yeah, I completely agree. That, so that's what's been most, import, most in, interesting to me. It's not even the politics itself. Um, 
and I think that that's what it was for you also. Is yeah. It wasn't really the nitty-gritty of the no, politics. No, it's the big picture. The nitty-gritty is boring. It is And boring. it's going to be boring up until... Forever. Yeah, but up until the election. I mean, up until the convention... It will get things interesting. Was, kings, things will start picking up. But I will say, I wanted to mention, there's a great article in the New York Times today about Trump's VP pick and how no one, basically no one wants yeah. to be his VP. So, uh, all right. I'd say that our, uh, our next political talk will probably be... Like three months down the road. I was going to say, like, probably right before the election in November. No, I think I think we'll do something with the convention. Probably. My, with the conventions. Um, all right, so uh, let's move on to the final toast. Here it is. All right, Jake, who are you final toasting? I am final toasting C.J. Craig. Who? Allison Janney's character from <laughs> West Wing. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Recurred. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, she gave a press announcement in character it'll be the last time we see it was that. awesome it'll be the last time we see that character so i'm final toasting her it's pretty awesome i have two final toasts uh the first is well they're both i guess kind of serious the first is i want to final toast larry M- wilmore who completely bombed at the white house correspondence Did he? center oh i didn't oh, see god you hate to see that well he like tried to he just didn't i never thought he was particularly funny he didn't read the crowd right he just tried to roast everyone and it just came off as mean and like People are too you really got to walk a fine line when you're roasting. He like wasn't even a roast. It was just like their parts just where it's just being like, like holy, being mean. Yeah. Uh, like. Anyway, so there's a lot of blowback on him. I like him personally. So, final toast to him. The second thing, uh, final toast quickly to Prince. We haven't recorded a show yeah. since he died. I've done, I guess, I've worked a decent amount on his stuff. He's genius, genius, genius. absolute genius. So, final toast to him. There was a quote from Eric Clapton. He was in an interview, and they the interview question was. What makes you the best guitar player in the world? He said, I don't know. Go ask Prince. Amazing. His his Super Bowl performance still, like, to me. And and also, don't forget the Dave Chappelle sketch. Game. Which is... Blouses. Is a true <laughs> story, by the way. I don't know if you know yeah. that. Yeah. Prince confirmed that's a true story. It, there's also a hilarious Dave Chappelle bit where he was, like, where Prince used Dave Chappelle dressed With as Fallon. Prince on yeah, the yeah, cover... Fallon. Of his album, and Dave Chappelle's like, "What am I gonna do? Sue a guy for saying, for using, using me dressed up as him?" <laughs> I think he called it a, a Prince Judo move. It was a Judo move. All right, well, that's gonna do it for us. Uh, we've had a lot of fun at Burger Bagels. Check out our breakdown of Game of Thrones. Yeah, every Thursday out, out this Thursday, so so that people can avoid the spoilers. I'm Nick Feynman. He's Jake Seawalk. Like we always say, we'll do better next time. Hey, stay toasty out there. This week's Schmears the Deal is brought to you by Bergen Bagels in Prospect Heights, Brooklyn, and in association with Team Panther Productions. Please like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram and Twitter, comment on iTunes and SoundCloud, and for more information, go to schmearsthedeal.com.